welcome into another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. A wild weekend. Final Four, Elite Eight, a lot of basketball, a little bit of football news coming down. Also, Will Smith at the Oscars. I'm not an Oscars guy. I was tuned in last night, not not actually on TV, but I saw it. I went to see a movie last night, and as I get home, I see Twitter going off like crazy. I'm like, why is everyone talking about Will Smith? Like, what just happened? Then I see the clip, and well, actually, the first thing I saw was everybody tweeting, no way this is real. This is just a bit. And I'm like, what the hell happened? I didn't even know the Oscars were on last night. And then I see the clip of this. And I think that's where we have to talk. We have to start the show with it. Absolutely wild event last night. I couldn't believe it. Uh, I saw an alert come through. It was like Will Smith slapped uh, Chris Rock at the Oscars. And I was like, okay, like dabbed him up. I wasn't thinking it was like super great. I thought it was like a friendly deal that people laughed at and thought was funny. And it was like, hey, we're going to share this. Ha, ha, ha. And then you see the clip and you're like, oh, my God. He just full on swung at this guy. And then for Chris Rock to be like, Will Smith just slapped shit out of me. <laughs> you don't know what to say either. And then the and then you hear the screaming of like, keep my wife's name out of your effing mouth. That's like, what in the world? I've yeah. seen so many jokes all over Twitter that I just like want to read all of them. But at the same time, it's man, I feel bad for Chris Rock in this situation more than I do Will Smith. Like I get keep your wife's name out of your mouth. Your wife has embarrassed you more on national stage than anybody else in the world i've I've seen a lot of that going around this morning too of like you picked chris rock to smack yes when some other guy was sleeping with your wife i don't keep up too much with the goings-ons of will smith and jada pinkett but i've been a little bit aware of that of like he came on her talk show and they were like talking about it and a lot of jokes were made then but this is the point to where you draw the line and you're like, that's absolutely unacceptable. We don't joke about her hair loss. <laughs> Sleeping with somebody else? Okay. And whatever. Maybe, is that what the joke was happy. about, her hair loss? Yes. So she suffers from alopecia, which makes you lose your hair. So oh. she shaved her head, not as like a, I want to do this, but as an I'm losing my hair thing. That's kind of why they were... Jada Pinkett and Will Smith were very upset about it. But even then, that's where you draw the line. That's when we've we've gone too far. So on when you see the clip, you only see the part where like Will Smith like just walks up there. Was it immediately after Chris Rock cracked the G.I. Jane joke or whatever? It was within the same couple minutes. Okay. Like he cracks the G.I. Jane joke. And you can see him pan to Will Smith and he's like kind of laughing at it. Jada Pinkett is not laughing about it. And then I think that's when he was like, oh, you've offended my wife. Now I'm coming up on stage. And in my mind, it looked like Chris Rock thought every, like it was going to be a joke. Like, oh, let's get fake mad about it. Mm-hmm. This is good entertainment. And then he slapped it. And like I said, that's what, like when I started to become aware of what was going on and everybody saying, oh, I was fake. It was a bit. 
Then you get the sound bite that comes out, though, which I think is what made everybody believe, hey, this was real. This this was not a fake yeah. thing. This wasn't a let's act it out for the Oscars, where he's shouting from the front row, keep your keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. Shouts it twice. Yeah. Intense. And I think everyone in the crowd probably thought it was fake, too, until Will Smith started yelling that from the front row. Uh-huh. And Chris Rock's like, okay, I'll do it, but, like, Wow. And then this man goes on to win Best Actor later in the Oscars. He won awards at the end. He stayed there the entire time and then won the award for Best Actor. That part I didn't know. I don't know how he doesn't get, like, thrown out. Yeah. Or like, hey, can't have you on the front row anymore. It's like they had no idea what to do, so they did nothing. Like, yeah, do you guess just let him stay? Like, I don't, I, we don't know. Was Chris Rock the host for the entire event? I don't know. I didn't watch any of it. I've only seen the clips online. I think he was just the presenter for that award. Wow. Uh-huh. That's tough. I did see, like, the reaction clips of everyone that was, like, in there, and, like, The Rock is just chilling. And he's got that look on his face like, oh, wow, just watch that happen. Why don't The Rock read the jokes? Will Smith's not going up there on that case. I saw, I think Brooke shared a tweet with us yesterday, like, uh, Jason Momoa, have him read off the insults. Nobody's going to go up there. Yeah. Will Smith's a pretty big guy, though. Yeah, but Chris Rock's also, like, 5'4", so. I don't think I actually had a dream last night that I met Chris Rock and talked to him about this. Tell the truth Monday. How tall do you think Chris Rock is? Chris Rock? Mm -hmm. Probably, like, 5'8". 5'10". Big difference from 5'4". He is a little guy, though. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I don't know where you draw the line of how, this guy's big enough he can talk shit about my wife. As a previously married guy, there was no guy big enough. Maybe I'm just a little crazy. <laughs> but if Jason Momoa <laughs> were talking shit about my wife, I would have said something to him just as quickly as I would have to Chris Rock. Now, I might have gotten my ass kicked. I'm not dumb, but I'm going to say something. <laughs> I'm going to say something. <laughs> <laughs> right? One time uh, I was at a bar, and this guy kept like kind of being flirtatious with the girl I was there with. She's my girlfriend at the time. And like kept being flirtatious. It's like, whatever. It's, it's not a problem. He was also very clearly gay. But it's like, where's the line there? Like, he kept, like, being flirtatious, telling her how pretty she was. And then eventually she was like, all right, well, that's, that's, like, enough. Like, thank you, but it's time to move on. He kept trying to dance with her. So I had to put hands on this man. And I'm the just mental fuck that I'm getting in my brain of, can I beat this guy up? <laughs> like, what is going to be the storyline if I beat this guy up? But if he were a straight man, he'd already be on the floor knocked out. <laughs> But I don't know if I can hit a gay man. But So that was a whole mind fuck that I had to go through. That but would that be was... difficult to try and battle that because it's like, I get you just uh-huh. want to dance with the girls, but like she's clearly not wanting to dance. Please stop. Yeah, and she's told you you've crossed the line. So now I'm going to have to go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a wild night. I, I couldn't believe it. It reminded me of the Jim Rome and Jim Everett thing. Where Jim Everett was, the, I think he was the quarterback of the Rams. It's like, call me Chris one more time. Let's see what happens. Yes. But I didn't get to see that live. I didn't get to see that play out on Twitter. 
And it kind of it kind of broke my Twitter last night where I was trying to get like videos to upload, but I feel like everyone was on Twitter and mine wouldn't work. I don't know if you had the same experience. but No, because I missed the huge wave of it, thank God. Um, so it was kind of one of those deals when I caught up and saw everything. I was like, holy smokes, this is what happened. Now, granted, I missed it by like an hour, and that's how fast Twitter moves. But it was – luckily, I didn't have to deal with the app being slow or anything. Yep. And I – just for the record, my stance, I think Will Smith probably overreacted a little bit. And, I mean, you probably shouldn't make jokes about somebody and their hair loss, but at the same time, you are an actor. You do kind of put yourself in this situation. I think you got to be a little more thick-skinned than that. I agree. I think it's very overblown by Will Smith. Like, I get it. No one's going to sit there and roast your wife. Handle it backstage. Yeah. Say and it in a professional segment. This is a live recording of a show that everyone's there for, and this is how you want to behave. Even if you already laughed at the joke. Yeah. Like if you sat there and laughed and then you realized, oh, my wife's pissed. i got to make up for it. Red flag. Oh, buddy, you just wait. <laughs> that what is, do you mean? That is 100% a thing. Oh, shit, yeah, that's not funny. <laughs> that's the reaction. Oh, somebody said something? Oh, light giggle. Oh, wait, she's mad now? I'm mad, too. Oh, man, are you serious? I think so. Maybe, Maybe that's probably the, the other relationship, because I was like, you're here. fine. Uh-huh. How's that working out for you? <laughs> <laughs> Doing good. <laughs> yeah, but I, I do think that Will Smith probably overreacted a little bit. I do like him. I, however, I also saw people tweeting that like Will Smith could have killed Chris Rock. I think it was Judd Apatow. It was like, he could have killed Chris Rock. It is a slap to the face. Like, get out of here. Could Will Smith have killed Chris Rock if he wanted to? Yes. He's not going to kill him from a slap to the face. Like, yeah. Stop overreacting. He shouldn't have done it. Also, props to Chris Rock for just standing up there and being and like, taking it. what? Right, right on the chin, literally. Yeah. <laughs> and then just kind of gathering himself and, I guess, presenting the award. Honestly, I didn't see after that. I've only seen the Twitter clips. But, yeah, good for him. Also, um, hats off to Chris Rock because he didn't go to the police. That's a punk move. You can't do that. You cannot get slapped in the face. I don't care if it's in front of 20 million people. Security! Go to the police and be like, I want to press charges. Because he could. And well, obviously, we didn't get news like, in like 20 minutes that he does. And we'd be like, ah. There's no defense of like, yeah, I didn't do it. This is a he said, he said situation. We all synced it. Uh, so hats off to Chris Rock for not going to the police on that one. Uh, also this weekend, though, we did have basketball. Uh, we had the Elite Eight, and now we're getting into the Final Four. And it's kind of chalky. There, there are four very good teams left. And now you see teams like Kansas versus Villanova, both of them very well known. you got a one seed versus a two seed. And then I, I'm kind of getting on board with you here. I think it might be rigged. Then on the other side of the bracket, you get North Carolina versus Duke. Yep. Now, North Carolina is at eight seed, but they are also a powerhouse in college basketball. 100%. And, the, I mean, they played the St. Peter's Fighting Peacocks yesterday. They took care of business. Good for them. But the game had never – I don't think it was ever close. It was just kind of one of those moments where North Carolina came in. You're bigger. You're more experienced. You've placed bigger competition all the way up until here. It was a wonderful season for St. Peter's. Loved it. You got to the Elite Eight. No one else in your school, I think, can really say that from like oh, probably over 100 years ago. Yeah. And so it's one of these situations where I don't think, like, St. I don't think any of their players cried after they lost. 
I think they all realize, like, man, we did this. Like, holy smokes. Like, it sucks that we lost. Like, yes. But it's like, dude, like, <laughs> look what we just did together. Yeah. And those games yesterday sucked. <laughs> yes, they, <laughs> they did. Oh, my so God. So bad. They were both oh. blowouts. There for a little while, uh, at halftime, Miami and Kansas was close. The second half of the game, Kansas outscored Miami 47-15. to 15. Was it 15? Tripled was that the them final up. Amount? Tripled them <laughs> up in the second half. And my, Kansas couldn't hit a freaking – they couldn't buy a three-pointer in the first half. I don't think they – I think they hit one right at the end of the first half, and that was it. They were not shooting very good at all. And it was like, man, once their shots start to fall, look out. And that's just exactly how that game played out. And so with these games coming up, I'm taking Duke to win, and I'm taking Kansas to win. Because neither of them have struggled for an entire game to store to score. I mean, well, that's Villanova the storyline too. Villanova scored like what fifty points to win. Um, I don't remember. It was like fifty to forty-one or something. Was the final score? Uh, fifty to forty-four. Yeah. yeah. I Dude, think that Houston team is a good defensive team. Though. They are I am for also sure, but so Kansas. is Kansas. I am also taking Kansas to win because I do think it fits this great storyline. The, the NCAA has either created or had fallen in their lap. Coach K's path to his final championship, going through North Carolina and Kansas, you can't write it any better than that. Like, you, yeah. you need to get in on the Kansas versus Villanova, setting that up, too. Like, congratulations, Villanova. You made it to the Final Four. We need Kansas versus Duke in the championship. <laughs> yeah. it, I, I think Just pay them off, whatever. It could happen. <laughs> I think it's I, I've had it. I have my Final Four predicted perfectly, except for North Carolina, because I thought Kentucky would win. I had it was I had the Elite Eight, North Carolina versus Kentucky, and then here come the Peacocks. So. Had Villanova in there too. Yep. Yeah, they they had a a pretty easy path actually. And what they, I've been yeah. saying about Duke this whole time, that entire region is whoever comes out of that region has definitely deserved it. Yep. And Duke did. I mean, they had to be Michigan State, Texas Tech, Arkansas. Could have possibly faced Gonzaga even. Like, they did not do Coach K any favors. So maybe they're doing him the ultimate favor of, like, yeah. letting them go along. He which, had to have, go through the hardest path of success. The loss in the ACC tournament. The last game at home he loses against North Carolina. Doesn't matter. They get it again right here in the Final Four. Boom. Do you truly believe that it's rigged? 100%. Really? 100. How I feel do you like think this they would Duke, go about it? Though? I feel like this Duke-North Carolina game is going to be super close, and Duke's going to win by like a bucket. Off but of if North they Carolina were to miss. rig it, like how would they actually do it? I think it's a funny I joke. I don't think it's actually rigged. You'd have to have every team along the way in on it. Well, it's in... You'd in have to have like, every team along the way. In and you can't it. have the other team involved in it. You've got to have, like, the refing in it. But, like, like the, even the refs. You've got to have, like, the like TV timeouts set into it. The director. No, the TV timeouts are timed. Like, when the clock gets under 16 minutes, take a TV timeout. When it's under 12, TV timeout. It's like the two-minute warning in football. As closest to two minutes, that's when we stop the clock. So, like, even with the refing, it hasn't been bad. That's why I say, like, it's a fun, like, narrative. Like, oh, it's rigged. But you would have to have every team along the way because the, the refs haven't been bad for Duke. That's a solid point. <laughs> I don't like you're asking me to have this played out and I don't. I just think it's Well, you've been leading the charge of this as well. And rigged. I still am a one but it's not like 
I don't think you're going to Michigan State and being like, hey, lose on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not going to be it. Right, but I think that's the way, like, the only actual way that this could be rigged. And Tom Izzo, is, he's saying it's no. 100%. Like, same with Texas Tech, okay. same with Arkansas. They're like, no, yeah. we're going to go beat these guys. Yeah. So I, I don't think that it's actually rigged, but it is a fun narrative to spin. And it just it does feel too perfect. Now, with the seeding, I could see them doing it to where, like, okay, Coach K, last run. There is this storyline that could work out, and it would be very good. And even, I, I honestly think that what they did is they planned it to where Gonzaga would have to face Duke. It's like that's the matchup that they wanted, but they didn't get it. And then it just falls into their lap that they get Duke, North Carolina. Because even as an eight seed, I don't think you can predict them getting there. I think that is a pretty impressive run for North Carolina. Because mm-hmm. like we've talked about, they don't have like a lot of stars on this team, but they still are able to make the Final Four. Got a new coach. Like ideally, Roy Williams is still there to face Coach K, but he's not. Although he was in the stands, I've seen him yeah. a lot over the last four yep. days or so. I think with that, I think maybe like with the Roy Williams deal, it's like he just retired before he got an opportunity to do it. It's like, eh, I'm done. Not dealing with the portal aspect of stuff. It kind of sucks for Roy Williams. This is his team. Yeah, one hundred. These are the guys that he recruited and kind of brought in. And then got pissed off about name, image, likeness. And it's like, nope, I'm not going. I'm not going to be there next year. Pulled the Magic Johnson. And, you know, some of the transfer stuff he had a problem with, too. And it's not, this isn't just me against North Carolina. Like, Coach K, some of the reasons why he's retiring. Yeah. He doesn't want to have to deal with the transfer portal. doesn't want to have to deal with paying players over the table. But that's part of it now. <laughs> paying them over the table. Oh, yeah, they've been paying players for sure. <laughs> but now you have to do it and, like, keep track of it or budget money. It's not just, hey, we can get $100,000 from this booster. Go give it to Zion Williamson, which, honestly, might have been more than 100000 Or, you know, maybe that's the problem that some of these coaches have. It used to be, we can get this player for 100000 Now they want a million. Maybe that's the problem. Dang, you think it jumped up that much? I mean, in football, it has. You get guys like uh, Spencer Rattler, who's making a million. Bryce Young was yeah, making. Yeah, that's true. At one point, Bryce Young was close. I think he surpassed a million dollars. I oh. even think Quinn Ewers at Texas, he's probably pulling in a couple million dollars. He's Caleb Williams at USC. Yeah, I think they're getting two, three million dollars probably. Holy cow. Just based off that transfer, and like you know, like I said, like guys like Cam Newton, you could get four hundred, hundred fifty thousand. <laughs> Those are rookie numbers. <laughs> like guys are going to be staying in college, probably. <laughs> like, yeah, I could go be a fifth round draft pick, or I could be the starting quarterback at this school again. Yeah, no, well, I don't like think Casey that's Thompson. Yet. Have you heard his interview with Nebraska? He did like a like a team interview or whatnot, and they asked like, "What made you choose Arkansas?" And he's like. Oh, my God, the NIL deals here are amazing. He's like, everyone has a car here. Who said that? Uh, Casey Thompson, the former really? quarterback for was Texas. Was he joking? Or? No, he was dead serious. <laughs> He's like, at Texas, the only people that had a car was me and B. Uh, B. Ron Robinson. Or B. Mm-hmm. John, excuse me. He's like, that was it. We were like the only two that had cars. No one else was just kind of like in the mix or whatnot. You come to Nebraska, everyone's got a car. Everyone's got a deal. Everyone's getting paid. He's like, the punter has a car. He's like, the punter in Texas doesn't get enough car. And I was like, Damn. That's awesome. Yeah. So I like, think a lot of people hear that and they're like, oh, that's bullshit. Not me. Don't care. Get these guys a car. Yeah. And like, I know we even say, like, oh, man, a car. 
a car is like a $50,000 investment. Like if you get a nice one or like a nice truck, yep. $50,000, that's not too bad. I've you also seen get to that. keep it for forever. Yeah. Just take care of the sucker. You're good. Who, who was it? Wasn't it like uh, that kid from Oklahoma? Spencer Rattler? Yeah, we yeah, had at one the, point he had like four cars. Yeah, I guess he took two Rolls Royces with him to South Carolina. Good for him. I don't know I what dealer was paying him. I guarantee you didn't get your return on investment. Well, everyone thought he was going to go be the Heisman. I never made sense to mm-hmm. me. I think we were on the same page there. I, I thought that he might be the Heisman just based off of where he played and Lincoln Riley being there. I never thought he was going to be a draft pick, though. Yeah. I bought into the Heisman hype. I did not buy into the draft hype. I never I, – I just felt like I never saw anything consistent enough for him through a season to go win the Heisman. Like, you can't play Texas and then get benched and then go win the Heisman. Yeah, he shit the bed a lot Yeah, at Oklahoma. And guess what? He's going to at South Carolina as well. Uh, back to these college basketball guys, though. I, I do think that college basketball has kind of been ahead of the curve on some of the name, image, likeness stuff and the transfer portal – and a lot of these guys uh, are going to be changing teams. And even already, it's reported uh, St. Peter's, their coach, Shaheen Holloway, looks like he's going to go to Seton Hall, where he, if you haven't been watching their games, he played there. He played at Seton Hall, so now it does look like he will eventually return there, maybe even uh, later today. I, I do wonder if that is the right hire. I think we get so excited about some of these teams that make a run sometimes, and their coach like immediately gets this big deal. I don't know if that, if he's as great of a coach as we think he is. You can catch lightning in a bottle and have a magical run with a not great team, and I'm happy for him to go back to his alma mater at Seton Hall, but I do wonder sometimes if maybe we pump the brakes on some of these guys. Like Shaka Smart took, you know, it's Wichita who, State. Like VCU took them to the tournament a couple times. Was he VCU or was he Wichita State? I can't remember. There's one of them. I think it might have actually been VCU. It might have been Wichita State. But anyway, he took you know a couple teams to the tournament, had some success there, goes to Texas, and everybody thinks, oh, my God, he can't fail. Well, he did. And he was about to get fired and then dipped out early. So I do wonder if dominating these mid-major conferences sometimes is not the best place to hire. Or go hire a guy that you know has had continued success. And I don't know about Shaheen Holloway. I don't know how his team has done there. Maybe he's been dominating his conference for a long time. And we just haven't been aware of him. But I do think that I would probably prefer that. A guy who's done it over a couple years instead of, wow, he had one really good run. But who knows? Maybe it'll work out. I'll be rooting for him. I think it's cool. Yeah, and Shock Smart was VCU just to confirm. And then it was Greg Marshall at Wichita State. There's a little confusion there. Yeah. Because they were kind of like, it felt like back-to-back in terms of the Cinderella stories in the tournament. Or uh, who was Florida Gulf Coast or whatever? They made that run a couple of years ago, and then their coach got hired by USC. I don't even know if he's still there. <laughs> Damn. Like, I don't know anything about USC What basketball. school was it? Florida what? Florida Gulf Coast. Because I remember they would, like, um, look at the, the campus, and I, they had, like, a lazy river on campus or something like that. Really? That's what stuck with me. <laughs> I think I've actually toured that school. When I was really? in that program in high school, yeah, my after my freshman year of high school, they took us on a trip to Pensacola. And we got to 
you had to like at least tour a campus while you were on this trip. Well, like, that was the whole point of the program was like help get you ready for college. Andy Enfield is still at USC, by the way. I don't know. Like USC hasn't been awful, have they? Have they been good? <laughs> I mean, it's USC basketball. Does anyone really care? He did have Evan Mobley just get drafted pretty high. So there's an accomplishment. Yep. Outside of that, I don't. I don't know that they've been great. I don't know that he's on the hot seat. It's also USC basketball and not USC football. So like, yeah. really, who cares? So we have Lincoln Riley. This guy, he can stay with it. It's whatever. <laughs> what kind of deal did he get? How many houses did they buy Andy in? <laughs> Probably not as many as they did. Oh, Lincoln Riley. I bet Andy Infield's house could fit in side of Lincoln Riley's. You know, it probably could. <laughs> but also, good for I him. would actually like to know the difference on the coaches. Like, we hear about it with the players all the time. Like, oh, only a quarterback and running back get a car. What's the separation of coaches? What's the baseball coach getting over there? Right. Just a little high five. Like, man, you're leading the team again. Good job. USC Trojan Baseball, woo! <laughs> yeah. Here's your five hundred thousand yeah. dollars or whatever. And here comes Lincoln Riley in this just jacked up vehicle, all but the money just sprang out of the car. There's like no way that they're making that much money. Andy Enfield's making uh, around three million dollars a year. Lincoln Riley is making around twelve. So there's your difference. Hey, you know what though? I would be happy with three million a year if someone wanted to say Austin, big country. $3 million a year in your name. And the alias name, Big Country, too. It'd be like, perfect. I'll take it. Thank you. Don't care how bad we Yeah, are. yeah. He's doing okay for himself. I Nobody was having a conversation with some friends last night, and it came into like, ooh, like, what's the salary? Like, some teachers are stuff in the air, because I guess it's all, like, public record. Well, mm-hmm. I'll give off the specifics off air, but, like, there's a coach around here who, like, gets an extra stipend of almost $30,000 just to be the football coach. No, it's to be the strength coach. They take titles like that. I'll tell you how it works because I know the behind the scenes. It's because they run the strength and conditioning program over the summer, which is a $30,000 stipend. But that's not unique. The number, the amount, unique. The fact that that's done, not unique. That's every... Every school, at least in our area. Now, you get down into, like, Texas, all those guys do is coach football. It's on the books as coach football. Like, they don't have a class that they're watching. They're not doing ISS. Their job is go coach football. But you're right. It is public record, which is a really fun thing to look up. That's why people used to ask me how much money I made. And when I was teaching, it's like I can't even lie about it because it's out there. You know it. $35,000. That's what a teacher gets paid in this area, and that's not enough money. However, you go out to schools like in California where they're making $50,000, which sounds amazing. So you realize they live in San Francisco and have to try to live there and teach there, and it just doesn't work out. That would be tough. Yeah. Yeah. Because people hear like, oh, you can go to New York and make $80,000 in a year. Well, it costs, you know. 50,000 to live there. Yeah. So you only made 30. I can't I don't like I literally don't know how some teachers do it. I don't either. I don't know how any teacher does it. I, to be honest um, with you. I was shared an article one time in Denver where the cost of living was so high that teachers literally could not afford housing. So school districts were starting to build like apartment complexes for teachers to where they could live in because they knew like there's no chance you can buy a house here. You can't rent a nice house here on your salary 
So we're going to build you like a complex, which is just bullshit. Like just pay them more. Yeah. But I also have a very unique view on that. That That is, I think, one of the most stressful jobs in America. I think it is more stressful than even like a doctor or a lawyer. Doctors and lawyers don't have to put up with parents. <laughs> parents are the worst. <laughs> um, a place that is not the worst, though is Roper Kia. You should go check them out for your new car needs. Um, definitely not as stressful as being a teacher. Also, a stress-free buying experience out there. No hassles, all the bullshit that you have to deal with at other dealerships. Uh, check out their inventory. If they don't have what you're looking for, they will help you find it. And if you mention us here at Mike'd Up, you get $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure to visit them at gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And the best part about the site is that there's no hidden fees when you go to check out. So you got to love that. Also, it's not a matter of if, it is a matter of when danger could arise. Make sure you put yourself in a position to protect you and your family. And you can do that with gunspot.com. That was a close one, I feel like. It was. I even tried not to do I it. I think there was an in, pause, if. Not a matter if, I think, is what you did. Man, you're stop paying attention. <laughs> stop, stop paying listening. so good because that's exactly what happened. So I was closely. Like, at first, yeah. in my mind, mentally, that whole time, I was like, he didn't catch it. Yes. No, I caught it. You just paused afterwards. So I'm like, I, it's not a matter of ruling that counts. You said I no. just I don't know why I'm doing it. It's not a matter of ni. I even did it over the weekend. Uh-huh. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. Like, it just rolls right. It's like I want to say it rolls off my tongue. My tongue doesn't leave the top of my mouth when I say if. I don't know, dude. I'm not a speech pathologist, but I know one that I can put Well, I've been paying attention with. enough doing it because I did it all freaking weekend by myself. I felt like a crazy person. I don't know if. It's like, uh, damn it. I just lean into it. It's, now it's your thing. Yeah, it, I'm a NIF. <laughs> I guess. Oh, the um, old NIF has arrived. We had some other uh, football news, and also maybe we'll get to some basketball and baseball news as well. Uh, but some of the big NFL news happening this morning is, one, it looks like overtime rules are going to get changed and also, Hard Knocks announced the Lions will be the team. But starting with the NFL overtime rule change, I'm on board with it. I did see some arguments earlier this morning to where I'm like, yeah, actually, that makes sense. And I believe it was from Mike Tomlin, who came out and said he's a traditionalist. He likes the sudden death rules. You have 60 minutes to go win a game. You should do it during that time. And then afterwards, anything is sudden death. Like, honestly, it kind of makes sense. I know that a lot of people like to get upset and be like, oh, each team didn't have their equal opportunity. Well, they did for four quarters. Yeah. So I'm like, as of this morning, I'm actually kind of leaning on the just keep it sudden death. Quit <laughs> crying about it and go win the game within the four quarters. Now, if you would have asked me about it yesterday before I read Mike Tomlin's comments, I would have said, awesome, let both teams have an opportunity. But after following Mike Tomlin's lead, <laughs> I can kind of get on board with it. It's not like somebody's getting screwed out of this thing. They're both playing by equal rules. Yeah. But that's that's kind of where I'm at on it this morning. I still think each team should probably get an opportunity. I mean, just let it happen. Like, yes, you are playing full quarters, but you're playing, you know, you play four quarters of tough, hard-nosed football, and you couldn't determine a winner at the end of it, so you're going to go get extra. Everyone, each of them should get an extra, no matter what the score is. And I think perspective is really different, too, because even, like, for us, we want to see that other quarterback get the ball. We want to see Josh Allen get the ball. We want to see Patrick Mahomes get the ball in an yeah. opportunity. I also, I've come to a point where, like, I want to see what the defense does. 
Like, how does the defense play it? Because that can be something, too, like a part of these games is like we sit and we focus on the quarterbacks the entire time. That same quarterback could have had an interception in the third quarter, a fumbled snap on the, in the second drive of the third quarter as well, and then the defense goes out and gets stops and gets them the ball back, and they're the reason the game's still tied and that there hasn't been another score. If the defense scores a touchdown, that's it's over, right? Yeah, because it's first, first team to score a touchdown right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, they should keep that. If your defense scores a touchdown, game over. 100%. You've done it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You throw a pick six, sorry, you're not getting the ball back. I also think it's just, I don't know, maybe it's me being in a weird mood today. It's so overrated to even like have these big heated arguments about it. For sure. <laughs> I very you know, much like, agree. <laughs> some people just get so heated about, oh, you have to give this guy the opportunity to have the ball. Or some people say, you know, the coin flip is important, whatever. I just doesn't really matter. We're going to watch. Regardless, yeah. you're gonna watch. Even when they change the college football playoff rules to like having to go for two point conversions and things like this, people were upset. But guess what? You still watched. And on a Saturday, if the game went to an overtime, you're like, ah, we don't really like this, but still exciting because it's overtime. Yeah, that's gonna be the NFL too. Like, it's still gonna be exciting because it's overtime. And honestly, I, I think hockey might have it right. Do they do overtime in hockey? They just do uh, one overtime period. I think. They do a period, and then I think it turns into a shootout. That's probably the way to do it. Like, same with soccer. Like, soccer does the same thing. Yeah. That's what I'd like to Like, take it down to the kickers. They probably should, honestly. Like, you want to make that position important? I know they try to, like, moving the field goals back or the point afters back. Just do a shootout. Yeah. No overtime. Four quarters of play, and then your kicker's lining up from the 40-yard line and booting five field goals. Whoever makes the most wins. Which would not be a popular... I was going to say, would that even be difficult for the kickers, though, at that yardage? Probably not for some of them. Yeah. I, I think some, that pressure would be tough. I mean, I'm talking like a 50-yard field goal. Put the ball on the 40. Oh, 50 yarders. No, yeah. Whoever most them, makes the most out of five. Somebody's going to miss one. And you're lining up like it, it's live, where like the other team's trying to block it, yada, yada, yada. Or are they just out there by themselves? Just whatever, I don't care. like this really even like again it's a talking point i put it in the rundown today but how many times is it actually an issue i know he cares in the regular season no we care in the playoffs because the chiefs get the ball like that's another thing that i kind of look up with this like oh if you didn't want overtime stop him with 13 seconds left right like they had 13 seconds to get down the field and kick a field goal they did it Mm -hmm. and then they won the coin toss and then they marched down the field very quickly and scored on you. That's game over. Same thing with the Patriots. If you wanted to stop them, even after the false start and interception, cover the middle of the fucking field, Sutton. Or make it part of the original coin toss. Like, you can defer to the second half, or you can defer to overtime. When do you want the ball? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Whoever gets the ball first also gets in overtime. I don't know. <laughs> That's actually really good. I like that. But I, I just... In your, no, because then people are going to argue, like, oh, you don't think you can beat this team in regular, right. regular time? Uh-huh. Yeah. Whatever. Try it. I also, I kind of liked, and I kind of hated, I guess I need to figure out how I feel about it, the, like, pick and choose. It's like, okay, you get to pick where the ball starts, but the other team gets to choose who gets the ball first. Where would you pick the ball to start? Exactly. I don't know. That is a mind fuck. Because I, I, if you say, like, you the know, one? Yeah. And then the other team's just going to be like, yeah, we want the ball first. 
Like if it's the one goal line, like first yeah. and goal. Yeah, we want ball first. But if you choose it and you're 99 yards away, <laughs> no thanks. Y'all can have the ball first. <laughs> it's tough. So I don't know what to do. I think people would like overthink it. And every coach would just be like, 50-yard line. 50, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then it would turn back into the, like, the coin flip of whoever gets to pick who gets the ball first. It's like, yes, we get the ball first. That's it. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'll probably be on board with just about anything that they do because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. The better team is probably going to win. Um, everybody plays by the same rules, so some of the rules just suck. Um, but either way, we're going to be watching overtime football in the NFL. Yeah, you should really, you should probably even just get rid of it in the regular season too. Overtime? Yeah. You don't like it in the regular season? I mean, I do because those games are exciting. Yeah. But if you really want to preach like player safety and all this stuff, extending games, you should probably just eliminate it and have ties. I think we can all agree they just don't really care about the players. They safety. absolutely do. Unless not care. you are the star of the NFL. Unless you're, you're a quarterback. Yeah, they care about quarterback safety. Yeah, they do not care about player safety. Linebacker and running back safety, Mm-mm. meet in the hole, thirty no. mile an hour car crash right there. Yeah, and even like the running back linebacker stuff, they'll tell linebackers like, you have to keep your head up, you can't spear. But then a running back will go and do it. Yeah, so it's like That's you what, don't care. You're just putting out pretty much a PR statement of. Oh, if oh, the linebacker does head to head, it's no no. But if a running back's just like head to head, it's like oh, he's a hard physical runner. Yeah. Oh, he's a runner. <laughs> okay, whatever. Uh, <laughs> the other news is that the Detroit Lions have been named this year's Hard Knocks team, and I did see the list of candidates because there's some rules that you have to hit, like you can't do it within the last ten years and things like that. So the only eligible teams this year were the Lions the Jets, and the Panthers. Because I'll tell you, at first I heard the Lions are going to do it. That's not very exciting. Yeah. Then I heard the other two teams, and I thought, yep, it's got to be the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't need to see Matt Rule out there with his shitty-ass quarterback and Christian McCaffrey hurt. I could go the rest of my life without seeing the Jets. So, yeah, give me uh, their head coach, can't think of his name, Campbell. and the Lions. Dan Campbell. And all the stuff that they have there. Jared Goff has a little bit of experience. I think they were the all or nothing, maybe. Um, I think he was hard knocks and all or nothing. Yeah, so he's, yeah, because they did it last year. Nope, he was a lion last year. But, I mean, he could be good. You're probably bringing in a young quarterback. Yep. They did it, uh, Fishers, last year for hard knocks. And then all or nothing did it all the way through the season. And then they brought in McVay as a new head coach while he's talking with Jared Goff. And I think in in that moment, you see. Sean McVay realized, like, oh, this guy's not going to be my quarterback for forever. Kid doesn't know where the sun rises or where it sets. You love to bring that one up. That's just such a stupid thing, man. You learn that in school, like elementary school. It's not, it's not hard. I hope someone questions them about it on Hard Knocks again. Sure. <laughs> I guarantee you it almost does. And I think with Hard Knocks, a lot of people are like, oh, this star is going to be such a focal point. But then they're not. Yeah, they, they, they never talk to them. You need to get the rookies involved. Please show the rookies. But don't overdo the rookies. Like with the Cowboys, it was like all Micah Parsons and his mother. Mm-hmm. It was like just, okay, we get it. it. We're like, done with the uh, the guy who has like a relationship with his father who's always there. Or the underdog story that you know is going to get cut in week two. Yes. Like let's be more realistic. You have football fans that are interested. I know that like the the – 
viewers are going to be on a wide spectrum of, oh, this is my first time watching. I don't know much about football, too. I've watched every season, and I know all the ins and outs of football. But you can't keep feeding us the same storylines. We know that guy's getting cut. You know, we, we don't care about some of these sob stories that are happening. Give us the football content. Yeah. I mean, that's what's going to drive people to your program is the football content. You probably should aim to entertain the diehards and not the casual fan. Bingo, bingo. That's, and that's my thing with it. Uh, but also, please, God, mix it up. Even, like, new music, new narrator. <laughs> Maybe even just scrap it all and go new producer. Like it's just I haven't watched new, the past two you years. Need to do new producers. I do like the narrator voice. Who is it? John Hamm. Yeah, John Hamm's really good He's at it. Fucking really fantastic like at it. And in the music, like that's Hard Knocks music. <laughs> like I can hear that and just be like Hard Knocks on. Yeah, I seen the the trend on I think it was TikTok. To where girls will play the Monday Night Football theme song to see if their husbands or whatever <laughs> yeah. will come in the room. Yep. That is hilarious. Oh, I yeah. <laughs> like, he comes around, like, they always come around the corner with, like, their head, like, neck stretched out. Like, I didn't know this was on. Right. You can tell it's, like, 3.30 for some of them. They're like, game's on? <laughs> All right. Or they're just, like, looking at their wife, like, oh, babe, you want to watch this with me? They started Monday Night Football early? And it's like, oh, you're cracking a joke of being an asshole again? Yep, that's why I watched <laughs> the game by me myself. again. <laughs> Babe, thanks a lot. Uh, another B word I call you, beautiful and babe. <laughs> another thing I wanted to talk about in the NFL, uh, which absolutely drives me bananas, is I saw this morning that the Bills are trying to get funds for their new stadium. Obviously, they want to build a new stadium. They've been even kind of threatening that, oh, we might move to a different city. And I saw a report this morning that the Bills want $850 million in public funds and taxpayer money to build their new uh, $1.35 billion stadium. Not the most expensive stadium that's out there. Usually um, you're getting into the two billions for some of these. But it pisses me off that you expect the people of Buffalo and of New York to pay $850 million in public funds when you are a multi-billion dollar corporation anyway. So stupid. And they got it because the state of New York will pay six hundred million, and then Erie County contributes two hundred fifty million, and then the and then bills the, will contribute five hundred fifty. So they're not even paying half of it. Right, you're getting more money in public funds than you're putting up as an organization, and the NFL kicks in some of that um, five hundred million. That's what I don't. That's what I don't agree with. Like to me, that's <laughs> so. You, if you're the NFL and you're making billions and billions and billions of dollars every year and reprinting your own fucking money, then spend it, you assholes. Because yeah. then you're going to bring in more fans, hold more fucking events on the field or whatever. Because if you own the stadium like the Bills, well, you better have Shakira shaking her ass out there at some point trying to bring in some money. Sorry to call out Shakira, but no, oh, come to Kansas like, City. It's, it's we'll re- take you. Oh, <laughs> is that the thing she did? That was freaking hilarious. I still think about that. But it's just like, come on. I, I don't understand why everyone else has to pay for it if you want it. If you're the NFL and this is your league and you want all your teams playing in nice venues, then buck up and pay it. I would love to see a movement to where cities are just like, nah, go somewhere else. We did for St. Louis for a second. They went to L.A. and L.A.'s like, fuck yeah, dude, you can do it. <laughs> exactly. Like, go get that excitement somewhere else. Let, let somebody else do it. But here's the thing. If Kansas City did that, 
I'd be like, I'll pay. <laughs> but that's the thing. They won't because Put another dollar on my tax. <laughs> like, the Cowboys won't move. Chiefs wouldn't ever move. Like, these, some of these teams with good, rooted fan bases and, honestly, money from their owners, too, they just wouldn't move. So, like, Buffalo, sorry, you're a small market team. Do the thing that the Packers do and just sell off stock. Yes. Get your new stadium that way. Sorry, like, if you can't afford to build your own stadium, you have to sell off some shares of your team. <laughs> and that's how you pay for it that way. Uh, but I, I'm, teams like the Tampa Bay uh, Rays, sorry, you can't afford a new stadium. Nobody shows up to your games anyway. Leave. <laughs> Stop trying to make Tampa Bay work for baseball. It doesn't. You've got a shitload of Braves and Yankees fans in that area. Go to Nashville. Oakland A's, sayonara. Oakland's a shithole, and so is that stadium. Go to Vegas. It just makes sense. Yeah, and Vegas knows how to host a team. I can tell you that. And if I can't wait to go to a Raiders game out there, well, even if, if they're playing like Vegas, Kansas City or not. Wow! If they want to put up their money to bring in a new team, put it to a vote. And if they want to, sure. Well, and you know what? Thing. Honestly, Vegas could buy it a weekend. They'd be like, okay, this weekend pays for the new stadium. Yeah. If everyone's like, okay, hey, you know, all you casino owners, sorry, you're not making money this weekend. Yeah. It'd be like, okay, well, that's well, instead of but, going like, to Allegiant Stadium. Welcome to MGM Stadium. I'm yes. sure they've got some money laying around. They've got a lot of mine from that fucking app that they have. <laughs> so, yeah, they've got money. <laughs> or yeah. legalize sports gambling in every state. portion of that goes to the stadiums. I guarantee that's what Kansas City's going to do. I, I just feel like there are better means about it. But I will say, if the county votes and they're like, fuck yeah, keep the bills here. We'll pay for it. All right, let them. But it is going to suck for those people who are like, I don't give a shit about the bills. I'm voting no. <laughs> and then the bills stay, and you have to pay anyway. Or Here's like, the cool thing. You can move. <laughs> yeah. You know that. You, you we're going to have the same leave. energy for the team to move. So can the citizens. Yeah. So that's another one of those things where it like, outrages me, but at the same time, I can see the other side of it. <laughs> if that's what you want to do, who am I to tell you? <laughs> so I don't know we'll see what happens with that one I can't imagine the Bills would actually move and leave Buffalo well, was it the last year where they were talking about maybe doing Austin or something uh-huh. I was like what the Austin Bills I'm it, not about to be a Bill I, I, Yeah, I think that <laughs> even with that one specifically I think that was one of those threats of like hey you know we could go here good luck because we have that, options <laughs> that's already Cowboys country Like I feel like even the Texans in Houston that's still Cowboys country. Oh, so, for sure. Good luck putting a third NFL team there. Like, I know Austin is a big enough city to probably support one. Uh, and I will tell you, they don't really care about their college team. No, not anymore. Like, it is, like, Austin's a weird city. They really, like, they know and they're aware of the university. They're not, like, a sports-driven. They used to be on, like, the top ten college towns. They're not anymore. Now they are a city, and a lot of that attention has gone away from the university and specifically the football team. Maybe if the football team were good, they would pay attention to it. It's but like an arts-like city now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like music, like literally street art, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so I don't even know if that's a, a good landing spot. I wouldn't. If I were moving the team, I would not move it to Austin, Texas. Mm -mm. Just because I do think the Cowboys' footprint there, too big. I do wonder this, and you made me think, like, oh, Houston probably has more Cowboys fans than Houston Texans fans. People in Texas like winners. They like to root for the guy who wins. Now, the guy who won was in the 90s, 
Yeah. So we're still cheering for it. What if the Texans somehow go on a stretch where they win three Super Bowls in a row? Does everyone in Texas like, ah, oh, man, like, I am a Texan. Like, I'm a Houston Texan. I'm not a Cowboy. Well, I'm a Texan. You were probably too young to maybe remember the Rams when they got really good in the late 90s. Everybody became a Rams fan in the late 90s here in Missouri. Even really? Chiefs fans would use the cop-out of, well, my NFC team is the Rams. <laughs> yeah. Therefore, I'm going to buy a shit ton of Rams stuff. And then the Chiefs get good. Obviously, the Rams have left. And all those people will tell you, like, no, I've always been a Chiefs fan. Like, really? Because you're rooting pretty hard for the Rams in 98. <laughs> what happened there? Uh, that's what would happen in Texas. Is people would be like, yeah, I'm a Texan. Go Texas. That's my AFC team. Yeah. And then they would get bad again. And like, yeah, fuck yeah. Cowboys all the way. <laughs> never, never strayed from them. It's always been my team. And I've been guilty of that, too. Like when the Braves were in the World Series. I have always said that the Braves are my NL team. So when the Braves got good, they were in the World Series. and like, hell yeah, go Braves. But at the same time, I grew up a Braves fan because of Ted Turner and TBS, <laughs> which I feel like a lot of people in my age demographic are the same way. Of That was the only baseball you could watch. There wasn't like a national Fox game that I was watching. It was, okay, it's a Tuesday night, TBS, the Braves are playing. I'm going to watch that. Or like WGN and... Things like that. Yeah. I don't even know how we got on this topic. Uh, it happens quick, but I have a question for you for the Bill Stadium. They haven't like designed it yet, right? So they're just given like a one point four yeah, billion budget, or like that's. I haven't seen. I, I'm maybe there's some mock-ups of what because that I want to see. Like, does it have a roof or is it open? I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> I want to put a dome on that bad boy. Like, I get it. Y'all like the snow. I do too, but. You I don't think the, Josh Allen does. <laughs> I was going to say, like whoever tweeted that last year was like, you're going to get the most out of Josh Allen in a dome. Yeah. If you want the longevity of his career and him just to ultimately dominate year in and year out, you put a dome on that freaking team. And I don't think there's any shame in it either. I, I, no. some, I feel like some teams view it and they're like, oh, we're not going to put a, da- a dome on our stadium. We're not soft or – Put it's cool, you're not soft, but you're going to lose to the Patriots, what, like 7-4 to four or whatever the freaking score was? I know it wasn't 7-4, yeah. but – very low scoring, and they just ran the ball the whole time. Yep. You're not going to have Josh Hunt as a quarterback and think, well, we'll just run the ball this game when it's super windy and snowy. Absolutely not. And you better find a nice tailgate area, too. Yeah. For sure. Because I don't think the Bills will have to worry about that. Bills are top You need two a tailgate. designated table-breaking section, though. Mm-hmm. Just make it safe for everyone. Like, you want to break table, come over here. You think they recycle them? Like, what is, what's the protocol for that? I would say just like if I'm breaking tables on the regular, I'm not taking it home with me. I don't know if you took the one you broke home. I did not. Did it? End, I probably ended up just in a trash can. Like, would they just make a pile of the twenty five tables? Uh, I that think they have? they're they're turning it into a monument, and they just put like some stakes around it. And it was like big country broke this table, hmm. and there's a you know, light that's, pole that's above a good it. Idea, there's a pole with a light the light shining time down I was on there, it. I was in the same spot and there was no table. Oh, you didn't see it? It was that's where the snow pile was. Cause mm. they just really because yeah. there wasn't snow. When was the last time you were there? The couple months ago. <laughs> yeah, that's. Well, maybe they took it down. I don't know, but I do wonder what they do with all of those tables. Do you have to take it home and then throw it away? Like on Monday, are the trash guys like, "Fuck, the bills were in town. 
We're going to have a million tables to throw away. Or is it the stadium workers who are like, shit, all these fucking tables, get the tractors out, let's do whatever. I also am just a weird person, and I think about things like that. I also think about Club 609 and that 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock happy hour that they have, which you should also take part in. Uh, Two-for-one drink specials, $2 draft pours, right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri. That's Club 609. Speaking of the heart of Joplin, Missouri, we've got downtown Lou right off 1st and Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So be sure to visit their website at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. Also, it's not, a, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. You still said <laughs> it. Shut up. You need your tires changed or your oil service. Get that taken care of right here at downtown Lube. <laughs> you stopped yourself, thought about it, and then still said niff. Still niffed it. Not a matter of niff. Here's a question, too, though. What was the amount for the bill statement? Like $1.2 billion? $1.35 billion. The Raiders' new stadium cost $1.9 billion, and that new stadium Mm -hmm. for the Rams and Chargers cost $5 billion. Five? Jesus. Five to six. Granted, you had two teams going for it in the NFL, pretty much put their new, like, offices and studios and everything there. So it's like right next to the stadium. So I think that played a big part in it as well. But there's no way the Bills are going to be able to build a stadium for that, right? Or maybe just the difference in money between Vegas or Nevada and California and like upstate New York. I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of. But I don't think the $1.4 billion mark is not going to reach the level of what these last two stadiums that the NFL no. has built. But I don't know. Maybe that's the difference of not having a dome. <laughs> it is maybe. Maybe a lot seven billion, seven hundred thousand. Or even with... You know, L.A., they did so much stuff around the stadium that that's probably where some of that cost comes in. But I think even Jerry World was $2 billion. So I, I had the same thought process, though. I saw the one three five, and I thought, that doesn't sound like a lot for a stadium, actually. Two yeah. kind of feels like the this is where you need to AT&T be. AT&T was $1.3 billion. Yeah. That, I mean, that's it's been a while, though. Yeah. Also, for sure. inflation now... And building cost, everything is up. So, like, that 1.3, that might actually be a pretty shitty stadium. <laughs> Y'all might want to wait till this market comes down <laughs> and then build your stadium. Uh, but I don't know. I'm not a roofer or a construction management guy. Maybe uh, we bring in somebody who is into construction management, and we ask them about building materials. And it's not a bad idea. What they think it would cost. Yeah. I'll try to find someone, and then we can have them on and discuss that. But today is also Monday, and it's Matchmaker Monday. And you put in the rundown, you have a listener Matchmaker Monday? Yeah, a buddy reached out yesterday and was just like, hey, Matchmaker Monday, Kenny Pickett and Johnny Manziel. And he tried to explain it to me in terms of where his thoughts were. Let me pull up these messages here. I was going to say, please, because I'm just going to be honest. He, As of right is, now, I don't see. I don't need. Yeah, so I just was putting it in there. I love the engagement. Matchmaker Monday: Kenny Pickett and Johnny Menzel. The only difference is Menzel was a better player. Pickett will not make it in the league. I think it's in terms of just the quarterback is not going to make it in the league, and it's about similar size for him. I think that's where his mindset is with it. Yeah, I, with Kenny Pickett, I've said it all along, and maybe I'll get burned on this one. I don't think he's good. Yeah. And I don't think that he's a guy who should be a first-round pick. I, I would take him maybe in the second round. But I don't see him as a first-round pick. Maybe that's where some of the Johnny Manziel stuff comes into. Um, Johnny Manziel kind of almost forced his way into the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I, I don't know. I don't like either one of them. Kenny Pickett is a different player, though, because he's a pocket passer. I know he had that one run that everybody's like, oh, the fake slide. But he's not, he's not an athlete. Uh, so I, we'll, we'll see what happens with him. And I'll tell you, my first matchmaker Monday is myself. What? And mowing. Okay. Um, it is officially <laughs> mowing season here. I, cuffed me once again every spring. You did a whole weekend of yard stuff. Whole weekend. I tried hanging out with you, and you're like, oh, I got to change the blades on the mower. Like, oh, I got to get the yard ready. And I was just like, you know what? Bonfire, bro. And I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, finally got into it. What We had a name for it that we were going to call it. Uh, we did. It was on Blazed up or something like that. <laughs> oh. Backyard parties for Mike Dub. Yeah, it was a backyard party. Was it a blazing backyard party? Something like that. I think it was blazed up. I think that might have been it. I don't know. Our guy Jake will probably think of a better name for it and then hit us with it on Twitter. (laughs) Uh, But we did also Matchmaker Monday backyard parties are back. Uh, Loved it. Absolutely loved not getting bumped into, randomly getting my head rubbed, listening to poor karaoke music, or just dealing with the fact that someone's dancing in a corner as Michael Jackson plays. It was (laughs) was a nice little change up. Uh, I hosted a backyard party. Which bleeds into the mowing. Usually I like to get my yard ready. I did it kind of opposite this time. Mm-hmm. But it's still early. We're still, it's still kind of cold in our area. I thought it was a perfect temperature for it, though. For a fire, yes. Yeah, I was like a little chilly. And then it was just like, oh, the fire. You just get closer to the fire. And then we had, you had the TV out there watching the basketball games. I thought that was super cool. And then when the game ended, you just played a little bit of music. I, was like, I don't like yeah. to, to talk about myself or pat myself on the back too often. I can host a party. Like, oh, I'm I will pat your back for that. Low-key, <laughs> yeah. very good at it. Except I mean, it was a heck of a time, and you had brats and hot dogs and enough beer, and you had it posted right up next to you, and you were just handing out beers to people like, hey, you want another one? And it was just like I could tell the excitement, and you're like, man, another beer. Let's go. They want to stay. Huh? One we're of the best partying. parties that I host all year is my youngest daughter's birthday. <laughs> she has a May birthday, and we always do a cookout. And we'll have like yard games and a bonfire and things like that. And it is usually an absolute blast. It is a banger of a time. She's <laughs> going to remember her birthday for forever. <laughs> but I'm pretty good at it. And I saw that you had your matchmaker Monday. You and fires. <laughs> fires. It sounds crazy. But it's just like I love sitting in front of a fire and like roasting a hot dog, drinking a beer, and talking to my friends. That is just so relaxing and so enjoyable. The only part, the only time is when it sucks is when the smoke starts to blow your way and it gets in your eyes and your eyes oh, burn a yeah. little bit. But after that, you're perfectly fine. No worries. Yeah. But then, just like we said with the people of Buffalo, just move. Go to the other side yeah. of the fire. <laughs> One thing that is tough is that I don't get super cold easily. Uh-huh. Um, like, even on Saturday night, it was around high. It was like 60. Yeah. So even we're out there and it's like 45 and I don't get super cold but other people do. And sorry about you. I'm going to stay out here. We're not going inside. And then you're going to track grass in my house. And I'm going to be pissed off. <laughs> uh, but it was. It was a good time. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm also a pyro. I love to play with fire and burn things. Uh, I used to get in trouble for... I would steal candles from my mom, take them into the bathroom, and just burn things like paper towels, toilet paper, oh. paper. Are you serious? Because I loved 
fire. I was a weird-ass little kid <laughs> when it came to fire. But as an adult, I still just like burning things. Yeah. Like where I live, I can't have like a burn pile, but I know that was a thing where we grew up. It's like you would just take a shitload of cardboard boxes outside and burn them. It was the best Saturday ever. Dad's like, yeah, we've got cardboard boxes. I'm going to go catch them on fire. It's like race you out there, old man. And then just burn shit. It's just fun to do. My little brother has that same mentality because he burnt down like a shed in front of our house one summer and didn't get in trouble for it. They're just like, oh, well, we kind of wanted to get rid of that anyways. Thanks, Jake. I was like, what? If I would have done that, my ass would have been tossed in the fire. Uh-huh. Like You guys would have sacrificed me. Like, there goes the shed. There goes Austin. Oh, little Jake, no biggie. Do your thing, bro. We used to do things. Um, we used to do a lot of bonfires when I was in high school because that's how we could drink. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we always tried jumping over it. 100%. That's yeah. a thing. That's a thing that people do, especially if you're a Midwestern person or like small town living. <laughs> hey, how, how how can we get the, the wood in the fire and then right. still jump over it? Yeah. I watched Don't a clip guy, a toe. You clip a toe, you're I was say, I watched a guy lose a shoe because of it. I uh, <laughs> went to jump over the bonfire, cleared the fire but hit a log on the other side, rolled his ankle, and his shoe came off. And he was so worried about his ankle, like he actually hurt his ankle, that his shoe stayed in the fire. <laughs> and at that point, it was like, it's not coming back. Like, it's burnt to shit. Might as well leave it in there. <laughs> so be careful out there, folks. Yeah. I had a buddy right before basketball season. He was our three-point shooter. Grab a piece of wood. Oh. Move it while it was on fire, and he burnt his hand. I've done that, too, actually. And the coach was like, how'd you burn your hand? Like, what happened? And he was like, oh, his dad owned a car shop. So he was like, oh, I was helping my dad in the shop. Didn't realize the pipe that I grabbed was hot or whatever. Burnt my hand. And he's like, okay. Yep. If I find out you did it at a party, everyone's running. And he's like, no, coach, I'm not out there. I don't do that. Motherfucker was leading the charge for the bonfire party. <laughs> Got away with it. I, one time I was in Tell high school. Tell the truth, Monday. <laughs> I was a, I was probably a freshman or sophomore. I was super young. And it was one of the first bonfire parties I went to as a high schooler. But nobody knew, like, how to get alcohol yet. So there were uh, 12 to 15 of us out there having a bonfire, and one person was able to get some alcohol. They brought six Smirnoff Ices <laughs> for 15 people. So we, like, passed around Smirnoff drinking them. Thought we were cool as shit. Had no oh, idea. Yeah how weak it was as an alcohol anyway, and that six of them could not even get probably one of us drunk. <laughs> uh, so Give we're you big past- old stomach aches when it did. <laughs> yeah, the heartburn was the real yeah. problem. We're passing around these Smirnoffs, and then like we drink them, we have the party, whatever, and then word gets around at school that there was a party with alcohol, and someone ratted us out, named names. Like this person was there, that person was there. And so a bunch of people got in trouble. And it like it was a big ordeal within the volleyball team because it was one of the volleyball players knocked on the other volleyball players. Six volleyball players got suspended. No, it was seven. Seven volleyball players got suspended. All six starters and then the seventh person on the team. Oh, my god! Got suspended for a game because we drank six Smirnoffs. <laughs> By the way, lied my ass off, said I didn't partake in the drinking. It's been long enough, statute of limitations. I did, but, like, fuck it. It was six Smirnoffs. And my basketball coach comes up to me, and he's like, hey, your name was on the list of 
of people that were at the party, like, I don't get caught drinking. I was like, no, coach, I'm, I, I don't drink. I'm, I wouldn't get caught. He's like, okay, but seriously, just don't get caught. Like, I know you're going to do things, but don't get caught. And at the time, I was like, I don't even drink, so don't even worry about it. I'm not going to get caught. But we had this back and forth, probably like four or five exchanges of him saying, like, no, really, I get it, but just don't get caught. And me saying, I don't drink. I'm not going to get caught. <laughs> just back and forth, back and forth. Never got caught, though. Were you the one that brought the six million off ISIS? No, I wasn't. I was going to say, no. you're the one with the older brothers. I was, so. Yeah, I had older brothers and older friends. I could have gotten something good. <laughs> I just didn't know that was the vibe. Like I said, I was like a freshman or sophomore. So yeah. it was like, oh, okay, we're going to drink. And then even at the time, I was kind of a good kid. I wouldn't have gotten drunk, even if there were a lot of alcohol there. Yeah. Tell the truth Monday, I didn't become a rebel until my junior year. It took me to college. I left my mom and dad's house and said, see ya. You run into one of your brothers at a strip club, and then all hell comes loose. Yep. That was my thing. Uh, my next Matchmaker Monday, though, is celebrity fighting. Is something that I have been on board for for a long time. And with the Will Smith and Chris Rock thing, I'm not saying that that's a fair fight. But also, you can't just go around slapping people in public. Yeah. you got to put some gloves on and do it that way. I'm about it. Chris Rock and, needs a shot, too. <laughs> yeah. Let him get a slap in there. Uh-huh. Maybe that's how this whole thing ends. You know, it would be hilarious. The next award show, Will Smith's up there talking. Chris Rock comes from behind him, pops him in the ear, takes off running. Will Smith doesn't know where he went. Right. Is that a rock? Someone throw a rock at me? I think they have to get together for an event, maybe even put some charity dollars behind it, and Chris Rock should be able to slap Will Smith. Just one slap? It's like a slap bet. Ooh. From How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Like, uh, except for you know it's coming. Like, hey, I'm about to do this. Or those slap fights. Yep. Where you get the guys that are like bracing like it's an arm wrestling match and then they slap each other. That is so stupid, by the way. I don't get it. I did used to coach with a guy who participated. He like won championships. I, I mean, that's what they're called. He, they're tournaments. That is so stupid. Right. <laughs> he would come and he would have like, I remember one time specifically, he had a bruise on his like his jaw, not even like, his cheek. Yeah. He looked like Tommy Boy. There's a big-ass bruise on his <laughs> jaw and had to explain to people that he does like the slap competitions. Like, that's fucking weird, but also, like, you won, so... Or allegedly he won. Yeah. I will say I He was just like, him. I hope no one looks it up. <laughs> yeah, no. What was the name of the tournament? <laughs> ah, it was in, like, Oklahoma or, City. Doesn't matter. <laughs> that's the new era of, like, Oh, I just ran into a door. <laughs> I fell down the stairs. Like, no, my wife is not abusing me. I'm in slap competitions on the weekend, and this was the first time. I Best won. part about the competition, I don't ever slap back. <laughs> yeah, but I am into celebrity fighting. I think what the Paul brothers did is genius, and then you get some other guys in there fighting as well, like names that I actually know, guys that think they're tough. Sometimes it's just like, hey, you got to go prove it. You've been running your mouth a lot. This other guy says he will fight you. Get in the ring together. So hopefully this is a springboard into more celebrity fighting. <laughs> Sorry, I'm reading that live chat here. A hollow tree is not safe to light a fire on fire to snake a possum out at 2 in the morning. <laughs> That's a true story. <laughs> I 100% believe it. Please tell it. Um, so in my when I was a, a child, a wee little lad, uh, we had this tree in our backyard that was super old. It's actually, I'll tell the story. 
Uh, so it was a hollow tree, but we had two big Labrador retrievers. Big dogs. They weren't good for like hunting or anything like that. But we had a possum that would crawl up in this hollowed out tree. And the dogs would be back there just barking constantly at it. And so one, this happened multiple times. One time in particular, one of my brothers gets the idea to just smoke it out. It's a hollow tree. So just light a small fire in the bottom of the tree, smoke the possum out, and it'll leave. And my older brother and my father thought, yep, this is a good idea. <laughs> well, the entire tree caught on fire. Because it's wood and fire <laughs> will burn a tree. So this entire tree catches on fire and eventually it's like, oh shit, we need to like, we have to call the fire department on this. This tree, massive tree is on fire. My mom comes running out and she's like, what's the number for the fire department? And my <laughs> brother's like 911, like looks at her, but she was in a panic and she was trying to call directly to the fire department. Um, the possum did not get out of the tree. The tree <laughs> lived is the crazy thing. Caught on fire and is still alive to this day. But do not try to smoke a possum out of a hollow tree. That's not a good idea. But so did that the fire day, department come and like yeah. water out the fire? Really? Yep. And not even like the fire department. Because mind you, this is a very small town. <laughs> it's the volunteer fire department. Oh, they came up in their Ford F-150s and all the lights they installed themselves right. only half work. Uh -huh. My little pyro ass, though, just sitting there watching this fucking tree burn. Like, you know, I hope it doesn't get to the house, but God, that's a cool shade of orange. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, cool last Matchmaker Monday for uh, you is? Is the listeners in our golf tournament coming up on May 7th here in Joplin, Missouri. We do have, I believe... Um, like over 10 teams available to sign up. So we wanted to reach out to you guys, you know, who may not be local. We've been doing a lot of local advertising. I don't think we've talked about a lot here on the podcast. But we have had people travel before to play in the tournament, and they've had a good time. And so we want to offer it to you guys as well. Here in Joplin, May 7th, it would be awesome to have you. It's a three-man scramble, $75 a person. There's a two flights. The first flight and the second flight both get paid out. We'll have tons of great stuff that we'll be auctioning off inside the clubhouse uh, in just terms of donations and raffles. I should just raffling off. Um, but it's a good time. It's a guaranteed good time. The weather should be working with us this year, which will be awesome. And plus, it's the week directly after the draft. Matt will be there. If you're not sure who Matt is, he is the ESPN draft analyst, Matt Miller. He's going to be there riding around probably with Mello, handing out some fireball shots. And you can ask him any questions that you have about your team and who was drafted where and why your team's probably winning the Super Bowl next year with how well that they drafted. So we'd love to have you out there. Again, it's May 7th, Mike Up third annual golf tournament. One of my favorite things about the golf tournament is people – we've had some people come uh, from out of state before and play, some of our listeners even. One of my favorite things that anyone ever asked, though, is like, oh, shoot, like I wish I could catch up with you guys during the tournament, but – You'll be playing, so I'll probably just catch up with you later. Well, let me stop you right there. We don't play in the tournament. We host the tournament. <laughs> yeah. I think even in our first year or last year, you were like, I really want to play in the tournament. And we are like, you can't. You can't do it. Yeah. Because we're too busy hosting. And by hosting, I mean we get buckets of fireball. Yeah. We've still yet to buy the right amount of fireball. We've had to leave oh, I know. to yeah. go get more. Mm -hmm. So we drive around with little fireball shooters. Um, sometimes we'll mix in some other brands in there too, but usually Fireball is an easy one to do. And we do shots. 
with people, or we'll shotgun beers with people. We'll smoke a couple J's with people. Uh, <laughs> that's what we do. We don't. We're not golfing. We are driving around, mingling and talking to people. Uh, there is. It's for every golfer, I think. Yes. Uh, there, we have guys that are really good in this area, and I know that they're signed up. So if you think you and your buddies are really good and you want to come compete with them, good luck to you. There, there's going to be a competitive bracket where people want to win those cash prizes mm-hmm. because we are doing two flights with cash payouts. You can come, try to partake in that, try to win a flight, or you can just come out and drink with us. Because there's going to be a lot of that too. So, or if you fall somewhere in between that range, you will fit in. Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, ladies teams too, so you can join as well. You can go mix him, her, they, whatever you want to do. Yep. Seventy-five dollars a person. <laughs> <laughs> but it will be a good time. And like Big Country said, it is May seventh. It would be cool to see some of our uh, national or regional listeners come join. Uh, I know that, like I said in the past, we have had some people uh, in Indiana, Wisconsin, Kansas, Texas. Uh, you say Indiana, uh-huh. Oklahoma. That doesn't really count. Arkansas. Like I'll allow it, but like don't talk to me about it. <laughs> um, if you're, if you're, did you say Texas Sooners fan? Yeah. But a good time will be had by all. Uh, but teams are filling up quickly, and once they are filled up. They're done, and so you don't want to miss out on that time. Hit us up. Uh, you can DM us. Put it in the chat. I don't care how, but you can find more information. <laughs> uh, we do put it on Facebook. might be easier to just tweet at us and let us know that you're interested for more details. That will be May 7th right here in Joplin, Missouri. A sneaky good time, and also um, I'm sure that we will be visiting Club 609 during that yep. time. You and we'll be providing lunch out. after the tournament as well, so you won't have to worry about that. Said what? Per lunch will be provided after the tournament. That is true. Yeah, we're going to have lunch provided or uh, during. Don't even have to do after. Yeah. You're right there during. And we do partner with uh, some charitable foundations, the 417 Foundation, I feel like a lot of people are aware of. And also, uh, what is it called? The 15% <laughs> that feeds uh, families in need in this area. Yep. So, two really cool organizations that we partner with, but also. Just a good time out on the golf course. Hopefully the weather participates with us this year. Fingers crossed, my God. Last year it rained. But this year, uh, April showers bring May flowers. I want all the We're flowers. We're doing it in May, so we should be safe. Should be set. Yeah. My elementary teacher is going to get an earful for me if she's wrong on those May flowers. But we do thank you guys for joining us today. That is it. Big Country and I will be back tomorrow right here in the call-in app right at 10 a.m. And as always... Appreciate you guys for joining in on the chat, for listening wherever you are. We'll talk to you tomorrow.